0: Lee, Kathra, uh, tell people a little bit, a bit about yourself, where you're from,
1: uh, yeah. My name's Lee and uh, I'm not Australian, uh, I'm from Northern Ireland, uh, we came out here about eight years ago and uh, we've made Australia our home.
0: Um,
2: I'm Kathra, I'm from England and um, yeah, we've got three kids and one more on the way, um, yeah.
0: So you don't sound English, Kathra. No, <laughs>
2: no I is don't that deliberate?
0: <laughs> no. What's happened there?
2: Um, I don't know. I think I just pick up whatever I'm around. So I've had, a f- yeah, I've lived in a few different places, and um, I live with an Irish person, and I'm surrounded by Australians. So I don't think I've no. got much English left.
0: <laughs> Um, so you guys uh, are at church on the south side of Sydney in the Shire, yeah. which really needs the gospel. Um, well, tell <laughs> us Everyone needs the bit- gospel. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But particularly the Shire, I grew up just north of the Shire, so I know what they're like. Um, now, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the church that you're at and where you've been last eight years?
1: Are we outside the Shire? I think so. <laughs> Okay, yeah, um, we've been, I've been working as a youth and young adults pastor at Engadine Congregational Church, and which is part of the fellowship of congregational churches in Australia. I've been there for the last six years, and uh, we've been uh, going through transition stages there within our church. We're one of, uh, one of about four out of maybe around about 17 churches in the fellowship that are actually above 50, um, so there's lots of challenges um, for us there, but uh, thankfully... The Gospel's been at work at Angerine, and uh, we've been seeing growth and changes and whatever happening there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what's brought you guys to the point where you moved back from England eight years ago, and now you're, you've just been assessed uh, through Geneva? There's obviously been a lot that's gone on in those eight years. What's brought you to this point now? Yeah,
1: lo- lots of things, really. Um, I, I think initially when I, I became a Christian just at 18, uh, we, we just saw the need for people to be um, disciple. My discipleship, I, I, was, I was bought a three-piece suit and a Bible and kind of just sent on my way, you know, get, get, get on with it. And uh, in 2001 to 2002, we came out, I came out on a working holiday visa to Sydney and, and actually saw something uh, fundamentally different when it came to um, discipleship of people and people and fervent uh, for the gospel And uh, that really set me on a bit of a trajectory in thinking um, about uh, ministry and thinking about service. And we actually thought that we were going to maybe go and do more cross-cultural. Now, yeah, there's not really much cross-cultural stuff between Ireland and Australia. Most of you guys have kind of come from Ireland and convict background and all of that. And actually, Ed Stetzer, I was speaking to him this morning, and I think he's got interesting stories about the IRA as well. So. We like to think that everybody wants to be Irish, um, but it's not true. Um, but, yeah, so we, we, I started working in church and in ministry there, and I think as, uh, as time went on, uh, God just opened our eyes more and more to the need um, for the gospel to kind of just be impacting dead hearts and changing them. And uh, we obviously believe that planting new churches is one of the best ways to do that. But maybe um, th- there were lots of key people, I think, uh, on the way, more recently, that that have been encouraging us. We, we had a, a phone call from a guy um, who used to work within the congregational churches, who said, "Hi, hey, um, the Cong churches have got a mandate there to plant, but nobody's kind of coming forward. Would you guys think? You know, have you ever thought about that?" And uh, at first, we kind of thought he was a little bit crazy. Um, but then as we thought about it a little bit more and we, we looked and we reflected on the experiences and the, the gifts and, and the way in which we were wired, I, I feel that um, we very quickly kind of just went, yeah, that looks like a fit.
0: Kathy you can tell us a little bit about um, how the people along the, kind of the last eight years have impacted you, uh, the people in your church, the people outside of your church, uh, perhaps the Geneva Network as well, uh, as you've considered church planning in the future.
2: Yeah, um, look, I think for us it's been a bit of a, in some ways it's been a long journey and in some ways it's been quite a quick thing that's just happened. So we, like Lee was saying, we sort of were thinking more cross-cultural Mission Lee was going, uh, did three uh, three years at YouthWorks and then has been uh, last two years at Moore College. Um, so that's obviously, he's been, um, had lots of people there that have been influential. Um, we've, uh, I think really just, um, God's just, been using a few people just to kind of get us to question uh, what we wanted to do next so we had sort of cross-cultural mission maybe 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 church planting maybe just working in another church or doing something and we weren't sure what that was but I think God just placed some people and asked us some key questions in a in a very sort of specific order. It was very strange the way that it happened. To the finally, um, this guy saying to us, "Well, have you considered church planting?" And we, I think, we'd just been brought to a point where we were ready to hear that. I think five months earlier, we maybe wouldn't have been. Um, and we, um, yeah, we it, we sort of feel like we should stick in with the congregational churches even though that's got some challenges in and of itself but that if we can um if we can help them to go through this process as the the first church planters that maybe that opens a gateway then for others to follow through and so um as hard as it is at the moment we feel like we can do some bush bashing and try and get a pathway am i allowed
0: to ask what are the hard things yeah sure yeah yeah. there's yep They're not listening anyway, so don't <laughs> worry. Uh, What are the hard things about pushing through church planting within a, a church you obviously love mm. and a denomination you have a heart for, mm. um, but there's obviously some challenges, so what...
2: Um, yeah. Uh, look, they've, they've never been through the process of church planting before. They um, We're all working out what that process looks like. Um, different people have specific ideas maybe as to the way we should have approached it or the way that they should have approached it or various different things. And it's just trying to meet, I suppose, um, streamline those expectations to the reality of what's happening and trying to kind of keep moving forward with that at the moment. Um, you maybe can give some more specifics.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think that's quite, quite good what you said. The, the congregational churches in Australia are a small uh, group of churches. As I said before, there's maybe about four of them above um, 50 and uh, a couple of years ago, they recognized really. I, I think Al Stewart came and uh, I spoke to them as well about the future of the churches there and about the need to be um, faithful with the resources that they have, um, with the financially, people, buildings, um, all of those things that we need to uh, see more healthy gospel platforms um, spread throughout Sydney and indeed Australia. And uh, where where they kind of caught hold of that vision to the point where they passed a mandate for planting churches, and um, there hasn't really been too much happening uh, since then. Uh, so really, uh, one of our big uh, goals, are I, I suppose, is uh, helping to get that initiative um, up and running. Um, but when, when churches are largely, uh, in maintenance mode a lot of the time and whatever as well, and kind of struggling to keep their head above water, and um, that brings many, many challenges, uh, relationally, um, structurally um, and whatever as well. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a guy, Peter Back that we mentioned earlier, um, I was saying to him before, Peter. Kind of, in my eyes, he could be like a hundred because he's just done. He's not a hundred, uh, but he's done so many. He's done so many things. He's uh, he he went to uh, work in in refugee camps to learn Somali. Uh, only a few years ago, um, he's just a gun. And uh, God's really been using him to kind of be a bit of a catalyst for uh, change within the congregational churches, and, and uh, he's been bearing a lot of that load, I, I
0: think, for the last couple of years, so it's good to partner with him in that. Absolutely. Thank God for the people like Peter back in this world, uh, in churches. Um, now, you guys have been through the Geneva assessment process, and you've actually been involved with Geneva for a few years, as I understand as well, in one way or another. Yeah. Um, what was good about the assessment process? What was hard about it? What kind of things did it bring up for you guys?
2: Um, I think, look, it was a... Um, the the written part of the assessment was... It was long There was lots of it. Um, there was lots of it and it was long and I think we... Maybe some of the questions we weren't sure how much was expected of us to write, so we aired on the side of put it all down there, <laughs> so we ended up with a thesis about this big... Um, I think the advantage of that was when we actually came to the assessment meeting, um, the people assessing us knew pretty much everything about us and so there was no kind of... There was nothing that we thought, are they going to ask us that and that could be a bit awkward. It was just, you know, we know they know everything so that's fine and we're just having more of a conversation. Um, And I think through a lot of this process that we've been on since we've worked out that we really did feel led to church planting, a lot of what we've been feeling like we've been doing is... (laughs) Um, having to to uh, convince people as to why we should church plant and why church planting is a good idea and, and why we would be good at that or why God should, could use us in that. And I think when we got to the assessment, it was nice because we were sitting there and we felt encouraged and we felt like these people are actually on our side and they want us to plant and they're going to make sure that we're not going to kill ourselves in the process and ruin our marriage, which is a great thing. Um, but we felt backed up. We didn't feel like we had to fight for anything and push for anything. So that was a real bonus from it, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think I looked at the papers and I just thought, wow, like I'm, I'm too fat to be hipster. Um, I can't, you know my neck's too big. I can't button up my top button. Um, and, I, you know, like I, I was looking at other people in college and, and other people that have maybe planted churches and going... The, the, you know, those guys are much more theologically articulate than than I am. You can actually understand them. You know, they they don't have this language barrier um, already. And and just straight up, when when I looked at the form, I just went, I, I'm, I'm, "Am I? Uh, you know, am I going to compare?" And um, what that did, it, it actually exposed in me uh, some sinful things in, in terms of the way that pride uh, kind of worked out in my life. I was never openly a proud person, but, but I kind of started to notice that the way in which I was comparing myself to other people um, was was actually a, a challenging thing. Um, however, that was just a profoundly a good thing um, to learn and to discover and to kind of see, uh, have God show me more um, before. Uh, ever kind of proceeding a little bit more in, in church planting, so, so so that was good, even though it was kind of like a your big brother sticking you know a finger on the bruise um, there. And, I, and I'm really thankful to God uh, for that. And um, one of the one of the we we're oversharers, right? You know, I mean, we, we talk, I talk a lot, um, but we kind of just like splurged everything. Uh, onto those forms, I think when we printed it off, we must have just killed another part of the Amazon. Um, but when I, I can, I can remember kind of putting loads of things down about our life, and at the end, just kind of putting a little footnote saying it's kind of not really as bad as what it seems. Um, <laughs> because, because for us, it, it didn't. But what what the process did for us there was. It just highlighted how amazing God's grace is and and how he can take somebody like like me, like my wife, change our lives and uh, bring us to a point uh, where he would use people like us to serve him, uh, feelings and all. And, And I think the process actually highlighted some of those, which was really, really good. A bit like a medical where you have to kind of strip down bare all and be poked and prodded everywhere. Um... That's, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And uh, that then became, I think, uh, for us, confirmation, um, affirmation, I think, in the things that um, God has gifted us in in the things that we need to work on. And, and then probably finally, too, I, I think it's helpful for other people to know that we've got a backing of a, of a network um, like Geneva Push rather than being mavericks out on our own who would trust an Irish guy I, I don't know. Good
0: question there, Lee. That's a very good question. Um, anyway, as we kind uh, of can we say we're really thankful for you guys. You have another year at Moore College, and uh, next year you're thinking through where you're going to plan, what that's going to look like, and working through some logistics of that. Um, so how about I pray for you guys, and then you guys going to read the Bible and pray before Andrew comes up to speak. Father, we want to give you thanks for, um, for Lee and Catherine and uh, for the journey that you've taken them on. Uh, for the place that you've brought them. Father, we want to thank you for their church, uh, Angerdene Congregational, and for the great support and encouragement that they have been in, uh, in training and uh, supporting and uh, nurturing Leigh and Kathra and the kids over these years. Father, we pray for Angerdene Congregational and for the Congregational Church and for Leigh and Kathra as they think about the future and what church planning might look in that context and where they might do it. Father, we pray that uh, you would give people wisdom and flexibility as they think through uh, where that might be and how it might look. Uh, We pray for that future church. Uh, We pray even now you would be planting in people's hearts a desire to join Lee and Kathra uh, so that uh, through their work and through the church that uh, you create uh, around them, that many people might come to know Jesus. Amen.